Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. Hey. Hey. Welcome to your next episode of Wake Up Call. Today's episode is called, We're Breaking Up. Sort, sort of. of. How many times has it happened where you or someone you know broke up with someone or went through a breakup just to get back together, especially after all the crap they talked about the person they were with? Sure. And then they get back together. And then they break up. And then they kind of see each other, get back together again. And then they kind of drift apart again. And then it's like, what gives? You yeah. know, and you might be thinking, if it's yourself in this case, you might be thinking, I know I deserve better. My friends tell me I deserve better. Why can't I just unhook myself from this person? Yeah. Well, and you make a good point about the hook because I've had many clients. I know you've had some as well. Either they were aware they had this problem and they said, I need help getting over this person. Mm -hmm. Or I need help to really break up with this person because they've broken up, gotten back together, broken up, gotten back together several times. We're not, we're not going to talk about the practical reasons to stay in a relationship or, or to get back in with someone. We're talking about the subconscious almost sabotaging reasons, mm -hmm. you know, where despite yourself, you still find yourself right. despite having to go back. Staying together for kids or despite your, 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 your intention to, to go back with the person, you know, whether you need papers or whether you guys have kids or whatever. And we're talking about situations where there is a legitimate reason to break up as opposed to just being a hothead. You have an argument. That's it. Go to hell. I'm out. <laughs> uh, you know, let's just say. If you believe in hell. Right, right. But let's just say that there's a legitimate reason. Let's just say the guy has cheated, cheated several times or is abusive. These are extreme examples. Or he's just really boring or he's an idiot. I'm talking, I'm beating up on the guy here. The woman, she's just a whore and she's Or she stupid. does nothing. And, and she just, yes, she just sits around all day and, and uses the man for whatever, you know. Her own game. His resources, right. Right. So... Whatever the case is, and then the other person gets fed up and says, you know what, I've decided we need to break up, and that's it. 
But the person who makes the decision to break up very often has second thoughts about it afterwards. And we're talking about that here. A big reason is emotional. And emotions and chemicals can play into our emotions. And you can talk about that for a second, Todd. But one of the thing is the big thing that, especially with clients, when I, I talk to them and I say, honestly, what is one of the biggest things that you keep running back for? And they say the sex is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to break that addiction almost. Sure. Or compulsion. Yeah. Right? Well, for sure. It's definitely an emotional addiction or psychological dependency. And the brain chemistry is a, is a part of that. Um, whether it's dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, all these different things that are related to preparing to be with someone or anticipating being with someone that you are infatuated with or attached to and being with that person and all of the emotion that goes with it. So on some level, people do go through chemical withdrawal when they're no longer around that person. Well, just like you mentioned in our previous episode, why is it so hard to say goodbye when you feel low, you need to feel high. Right. So if you need your hit, you're going to call them up and say, hey, want to come over? I know we're broken up, but you know, I mean, and that's another thing you might miss is the support, like snuggling with someone or having, or even if it's not physical, uh, emotional support, you know, having someone be there for you. I think another big reason is your comfort zone, you know, at least you know what you're getting, right? That's one excuse. Oh, well, at least I know what I'm getting. And then if you know what you're getting, all that means is that you're settling. So it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Right? right. And then if you're settling, it usually is linked to low self-worth uh, because maybe a part of you also believes that you'll never do better. Right. At least the sex is good. <laughs> sure. But what if what if, <laughs> but what if the, the sex... And better than being alone. Oh, it's better than being alone. Well, that's that's the whole... What belief, is it? belief, belief. That's the empty... It's the bullshit. There's also the empty bed situation where even if the sex wasn't that great, you're used to having someone to be with, someone around the house, someone to sleep with. What about the fear of being alone? Well, I think the fear of being alone is linked to codependency. Okay, so let's discuss that because that's a big one. Because if you're afraid of breaking up because it means you'll be alone, it means you de- you depend on this person beyond what would probably be considered healthy. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, whether it's his resources or his or her, right? Um, something they have that the other person likes or wants or is interested in and maybe at least temporarily it's worth it to endure whatever you're enduring because at least you're getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. You know. I think, a, I think a big part of the sort of aspect of breaking up is that it's kind of like when someone it's a debate right and so someone say they have an addiction and they let's just say smoking they quit smoking that's it i'm done never again and then you know a week or two or three weeks later or three days after they quit they start smoking again well the thing is you're most likely to quit a compulsion or a dependency like that when you've had enough you know, when you're tired of it and you're sick of it and and, and, uh, and maybe he or she did or said something you didn't particularly uh, agree with, that's the moment where you're like, all right, I'm done. But 
but that's also an emotional reaction, which is usually not the right rational. One. And, right. and so when people break up when they have a fight, I don't mean like they're throwing knives at each other, but I mean, they're just having an <laughs> argument and they say, you know what? That's it. I'm tired of it. I'm out. That's usually not a good time to break up. You need to, if you don't feel it's right to break up when you're level headed, it's probably not going to stick. And so when you think about a compulsion like a smoking, like I said, or alcohol, and you mentioned debate or, or inner conflict. So we may consciously want to break up with someone, but subconsciously we still have this emotional need to be with them for the reasons we're talking. Yeah, and, so it's almost like you're pulled in both directions. Right, and that's why someone who might quit drinking or quit smoking or go on a diet will fall off the wagon and relapse. When they feel vulnerable. Right. Which means they were never truly congruent in breaking up with that substance or person. Exactly. Now, I had a client once Just that... go back and forth. Yeah, and, and, and let me tell you this brief story. I had a client who came to see me for help breaking up uh, with a guy that actually she was having an affair with. And uh, she was married, and she was cheating on her husband with this man. And she had this put this man on a pedestal. He was like a superhero to her on some level. So she was really infatuated with him and made him into more than um, uh, he really was. She blew him up in her mind. Exactly. She was seeing more of his desirable traits than undesirable. And so he seemed like, oh, my God, I have to be with him. So she was not seeing things in a balanced way. And uh, to complicate things, the sex was really good. So we needed to work on two levels for her to get over him. One was to use a variety of NLP techniques, neurolinguistic programming techniques that neutralize the positive feelings she had whenever she thought about him because she would think about him the same way a drug user would think about their drug high experience and then they'd start craving it and that's when the booty call comes and for her case she would she would hook up with him at that point uh, but the other part was that she was infatuated and so we needed to balance her perception of this guy so that she no longer saw him as some amazing man compared to her husband who by contrast seemed very boring like a loser <laughs> well yeah because she saw well, all she's sides maximizing the hell out of this one guy therefore she's going to minimize her husband right well because she knows him and she sees him all the time and whenever she would get together with the other guy she sees her husband who he is in a balanced way right and the other guy she's got a total fantasy about exactly so when you have when you <laughs> when you're addicted to a fantasy or you're and infatuated Right. And and so she knew logically, like when she had, after she had had her orgasm or had her, her wonderful night with him, she realized when she was satisfied, just like someone is more likely to quit smoking after they've just chain smoked than when they haven't smoked for a day. So she was really ready and she said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to risk losing my marriage if I'm caught. And eventually she was going to get caught. She knew it at some point. So I need help breaking up, and we did we did the work on wow. on the making the memories of sex completely uh, a turn off to That's her. That's always fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to have the trash can handy. Uh, yeah. Oh, she almost puked. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, it was great. Anyway, it but really so works. She, she had no sexual desire for him after that session, and then we worked on the breaking the infatuation, and then she was able to break up with him once and for all. And she said, you know, he's kind of a dick. You know, he's not that great of a guy. He has great qualities. But that's one example of someone who had tried to break it off, but couldn't really break it off. On her own. Well, she, yeah, I mean, we now, right. yeah, since we worked together, she did break it off right away. But, and, and we're talking about getting to where you are congruent with 
breaking up with that person if you logically think it's good for you to do so. In other words, you know that drinking too much, overeating, smoking, whatever it is, is unhealthy. And so you logically know with your conscious, rational mind, I need to quit using this substance or I need to break up with this person. But if the subconscious disagrees and the subconscious has its own perceptions and beliefs and emotional hooks that say, no, no, I need to be with this person for the reasons we mentioned, then they're going to keep going back the same way that, and that's the whole reason why people have trouble quitting smoking generally or quitting any addictions. The recovery rate on addictions is usually very low because people are not congruent in their mind. It's also important to love yourself enough to leave. Ooh, that's a good one. Love yourself enough to leave the relationship especially abusive relationships because it can get dangerous. Yep. This is reality. Right. But this is where rationalize, rational lies right. come in. When lies people rational rationalize. Exactly. They rationalize and say, well, but, you know, I can't leave because... Because he beats me and he's an alcoholic, so I need to be around because he needs me. Right. Uh, or he I always... need to save him. He, he could die from alcoholism if I'm not around. Or he, he really... So it's truly like just ego gratification. It, well, in that case, it could also be, you know, hey, he means well. He's really a good man. He just has demons that yeah. cause him to be abusive or cause him to be... A, and I understand a, that. Addict. And it's okay. And I can take the hit and I can take the punch because right. he needs me. Or at least I'm protecting our kids. He'd be lost without me. Right. And that's... But, but, but universally, I mean, there may be certain practical reasons why someone who is in an abusive relationship... Maybe may have difficulty leaving, but that aside, it's generally due to low self worth. And usually, people who have uh, who are in abusive relationships have low self worth to begin with, and that's why they're in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And very often, people who have low self worth and low self respect actually bring out. This is a controversial statement, but I'm absolutely certain of it. Bring out abusive traits. Or attracts them infidelity in mm -hmm. their spouse mm -hmm. yeah in other words if someone is not faithful to themselves if someone is not respecting themselves and if someone is abusive to themselves internally they're going to attract someone on the outside to abuse them and to be unfaithful and to cheat on them and all of that to show them that they need to stand up mm -hmm. so it's it's um, when someone's in an abusive relationship or someone cheats on them it is not a faultless victim perpetrator relationship both parties contribute to it and this is controversial because people in our society want to play the victim and i'm not saying that we have no compassion for people who are who have been cheated on or abused it's just that you need to see it from a balanced perspective well the reality is it takes two in all cases mm -hmm. um, especially cheating exactly and I, i've seen many times when i've had clients in these situations where this is like the third abusive relationship they've been in or the third person they've been with who cheated on them if it happens once, it might just be bad luck. Learn and move on. Right. right. But if it's happened two, three, four times, look in the mirror because you're the reason it's happening. Right. And I want to add, um, when you settle for less, why would you expect more? Ooh, that's good. And if you believe that you don't deserve, you're not worthy of a, of a, of a great relationship, of a loving, healthy relationship, you're going to attract what you believe you deserve. Um, at a subconscious level, you may logically know you're worth it and you're good and you're pretty, you're handsome and all those things. But um, if in your heart you don't believe those words, you're going to attract what you believe. And all it's going to do is instill your belief even more 
it's, it's just going to solidify your belief. You know, it's like, yep, I knew it. I knew I don't deserve a healthy relationship because this guy just hit me. Yeah. Again. Sure. A new guy or cheated on me or, you know, and this is why we have wake up calls. It's like, wake up, wake look in the mirror, up. open your eyes. It is not necessarily always something outside of yourself. Right. Your own perceptions create your, your, uh, your relationships too. And I'm also guilty of thinking I could change a man. <laughs> no, you know? a woman who's guilty so of that? So many women are guilty, uh, myself included, pretty much almost any guy I dated. And it's part of the delusion and the fantasy. Thank you, Disney. Um, <laughs> uh, is that... Is that oh I can change him oh he he he's always playing his guitar and 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 he he never wants to watch Sex in the City with me um I'm gonna change that right yeah and good luck because clearly if he's playing guitar all the time that's one of his biggest core values and if he doesn't value gossip and women who have problems <laughs> on Sex in the City funny yet you know maybe for him it's mindless. Uh, good luck trying to change him. It's think, also lack think, of acceptance of the other person as they are because you, you're, you're attached to how you want them to be. Right. So thinking you can change someone else's core values is delusional. Sure. Because what they're doing is they're showing you their cards, but you keep thinking they're going to change. But you're only fooling yourself. So right. they aren't fooling you. You're fooling yourself. Exactly. I guess you would say, right, Todd, that it's an emotional compulsion to stay in a relationship that's dysfunctional. Absolutely. And and again, you know, we, we've worked with a good number of people when it comes to relationship challenges, whether it's uh, grief, like we talked about in a previous episode, where people have trouble getting over the death, divorce, loss of someone. Uh, and also when they're trying to break up intentionally and they can't seem to stick to it. In both of these cases, it's basically like an addiction. They're either trying to break or they're having withdrawal symptoms after the addiction has stopped, which means they're still mentally addicted. And so in many cases, relationships with another person have a lot in common with relationships with certain substances or behaviors. You know, if you're having trouble getting over a person, you might also tend to have trouble getting over certain habits. And you might say, oh, well, I, I just have an addictive personality, which you know, we have many times stated as a bullshit assessment. Oh, come on now. That ain't even bullshit. That's horseshit. <laughs> so it's not a personality. It's the fact that if someone is unfulfilled or in some other way emotionally distressed in their life, they're much more likely to remain attached to a person or a substance or a behavior that in any of those cases are unhealthy for the person's long-term uh, best self-interest. And, and that's it. So, and that links in one last point we want to make is that bringing it back to the example of the client who had the memories of the great sex with that guy she was having she an affair with, right? Is that like an addict, they unconsciously or subconsciously remember the high, but they forget the low. They may logically know, oh yeah, I was hungover. Oh, I, it took me three days to recover from my drug binge or something. But, but boy, was it fun. Right, but unconsciously they're not remembering the pain. <laughs> Right. And that's why they keep chasing the high. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the abusive spouse or the guy who cheats on you, you you kind of know that happened, but the, the they, emotion... They don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Right. You want to be blind to it. Well, because it supports the fantasy. But right. the emotion, the emotional charge of the, of the quote, 
good or desirable aspects of that person in the relationship are stronger and more visible, more apparent. And that's why people keep making excuses for the abuse or the infidelity or the toxic smoke and alcohol. They make excuses for that. So ultimately... Stop bullshitting yourself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, we, we've helped a lot more people break up with substances and habits than with people, although we've done that dozens of times. Yeah, that's always fun too. It's the same thing though. I mean, when you look at the big picture, these are all really the same thing. It's also fun to see how the other person's behavior starts changing when our client's mindset begins to change. Uh, oh yeah, that's the other The other person, usually the guy, because usually our clients with this are women. Yep. It's just so fun to hear the feedback from our clients when the when their mindset's changing and and he doesn't look as good as he used to in their mind in, in, in our clients' minds. Yeah. Um. And and so they're like, it's so funny. It's like now he's calling me. Yes, and this he's and that. pursuing them. And and this is something I would have loved a few weeks ago, but now I'm just like loser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're seeing sides of him that is actually turning them off now, which would have turned them on when they were in that desperate, needy state. Mm-hmm. Yes, this fits in nicely with the previous one on, on grief. Mm-hmm. Neediness, uh, selfishness. Yep. Sure. So chew on that. And uh, if you're struggling to get over a relationship or you want to break up with someone or something, substance, habit, that kind of thing, addiction. Belief. They're all based on your perception, your beliefs, which cause emotional reactions and then lead to certain behaviors. So consider those things and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.